Welcome to a weekly look at all things high school sports around the South Plains. Powered by the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Here's the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. I'm Mike Graham, joined as always by Brian Navarrete. Really appreciate having you guys with us today. Looking forward to talking a little bit about uh, high school baseball, softball, and soccer this evening. So, welcome in. And uh, Brian, how are things going? They're going great. Actually, I got a good game yesterday, and uh, we had a slew of good games come in Tuesday night, including some district championship games. And we'll talk about that a little, a little bit later in the day, but... I think we're going to kick it off with a little bit of softball. I had a pretty good game last night. It was a run roll in five innings, but I think it really showed how strong the Lubbock Cooper softball team is right now. Yeah, uh, Lubbock Cooper defeated Lubbock High 10-0. And, uh, you know, just off the bat, that's that's a funny thing. You say that, that you enjoyed it and uh, that, you, you know, you, you saw some positive things. Can you, can you tell me about the positive things you saw and perhaps for both teams in that one? Um, I think Lubbock High has a really good defense. The defense kind of had some errors that cost them late in the game, but they're able to put the ball into play. The Lady Westerners can hit. The problem is Lubbock Cooper's defense played lights out. They couldn't get anything to fall. Uh, Anywhere you kind of hit the ball into, they were there. You know, they were all over the place. They were able to field it. They were able to just take away anything that Lubbock High was able to put into play. Uh, they only got one hit, and that was from Mariah Garza, who's a good pitcher for Lubbock High in the circle. But, yeah, she got the one hit of the game, and that was early on. And then after that, behind Autumn White in the circle for Lubbock Cooper, they were able to just keep them off base and kind of shut them out a little bit. Uh, one of the more neat things that I've seen, I've never seen this before, but leadoff hitter Marley Goolsby, first inning she comes in, knocks it out of center field. I've never seen that to start a game before. It was it kind of took me back. Just straight away center. Yeah, straight away center. And does that field have a batter's eye that it would have to climb over to? Uh yes, yeah. Yeah. So it was it was it was pretty impressive and then she went on to go 2 for 4 with 3 RBIs and that home run. So she had a good night. Um in that same inning, coincidentally, um they had another player go ahead and knock one out. I believe it was in the four hole or somewhere around there, but yeah, they kind of got going early and then talking with the coach afterwards about, you know, their bats. And it was all about being patient against a good pitcher, which is Mariah Garza. They were being patient and they were able to put some things into play. And then some errors start happening late in the game. And next thing you know, this is Cooper's game. They finish it in five innings. Yeah, District 405A is going to be fun on the softball side. And then on the baseball side, Coronado on Tuesday evening got a 3-0 win against Lovett Cooper. We're going to be joined by Coronado skipper Gary Hicks a little bit later on in the show. And this is a Coronado team that just continues to find wins, now 4-0 in their league. And and no no game has been perfectly played, uh, but they always come out on top. There's something about it. And, uh, you're, you know, they're starting to feel the vibe uh, down in uh, Coronado. Definitely. And I think he'll touch on a little bit as to how they've been able to find their success later on when we talk with them. But any other games kind of stand out to you? I'm looking at one right now for the friendship softball team. (laughs) Yeah, both both friendship scores, uh, you know, both played Midland Lee on Tuesday. Friendship softball run rules Lee 12 to 1. And then friendship baseball uh, moves up to 17 and 3 overall. And 4-0 in their district with a uh, 7-3 win against Lee. 
Uh, they have some good players. Brock Urkeliani, I, I think everybody kind of knew coming into the year that he was going to be a pretty good pitcher for them. And uh, Mason Weathers, Riley Robinson, these are all names that have come up before, and they're performing. They're able to do what you know, everybody anticipated that they would do. But you know what? Two names have come up quite a bit since we kind of started this softball season. Maya Mangeli and Tori Hogan. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean this, <laughs> this is a uh, pitcher and sometimes catcher duo. I think Mangeli plays third when she's not there. I mean, they, they've, been, uh, they've been hitting really well, and they've been efficient on defense, too, the whole season. And you're right. I mean, it seems like every single game they've done something defensively and at least um, picked up one extra base hit any contest. Yeah, and we knew um, coming in that Tori Hogan was a player to watch. Uh, Maya, I believe she's a freshman right now, so good for her, and it's going to be a good season for the Tigers moving forward. Yeah, Kyla Merritt also doubled in that game against McKinley. Yeah, there you go. And by the way, that I mean that was a six-inning game. Yeah, so. 12-1 win, six innings. It's always uh, nice to get those run rules, especially in district, because it bodes well for you later whenever – you know, you have that confidence, but I'd say that this is the uh, the formal beginning of district play for for both softball and yeah. baseball. It seems like everyone's getting underway this week. Our our three A district, two three A and two four A getting underway. Um, you know, those in the three A department. That's shallow water. That's uh, you know, it's it's the whole bunch. Idaloo, Roosevelt. I mean, all those guys are coming into action. And then uh, the 4A level, you got Estacado, Denver City, Level Land, Seminole, and uh, those guys rolling. So it's pretty exciting. And I got to go out to Estacado earlier in the week and meet with them. They're, this is a team that's won four out of their last five after at one point being 5-10 and 10 in non-district. Really turned it around and, and picked a heck of a time to do it. Johnny Gomez, I mean, he's a player of the week candidate against Dal Hart and a doubleheader in one of the games – both these games were run rules, had two doubles and two homers, and then in the next game, I believe, hit another homer and then scored a walk-off in the, the, the next day's game. Um, this team, it seems like it's, it's turned a corner as it travels to La Mesa for a 7 p.m. first pitch on Friday. It might be one of those situations that you kind of see with teams, which we'll probably talk about later on. Your non-district slate has prepared you for this point for this this period in time which is district which is when it really counts your second phase of the year some coach would say yeah absolutely and uh yeah can't can't wait to see all these guys um i think another game that kind of stood out to me is the shallow water littlefield game shallow water was able to finish it in five innings and this is in softball mind you they finished it in five innings over littlefield 18 to 6 and uh Shiloh Burns, a player that we knew was going to be competitive inside the circle, definitely was. And I think uh, Shiloh Wilder is going to have a good season despite its non-district slate. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting to watch them turn it around, kind of like Estacado on the baseball side. I mean, this was a team that was getting hammered and, and by similarly sized schools through, through non-district. And then to see them come into um, 2-3A and, and immediately uh, run rule Littlefield positive sign and you know you, you don't want to you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself either way but it does look like um shallow water is going to be competitive as they usually are in that district definitely and i think with that you know we could talk a little bit more in depth from that coronado game considering you know how well they've been doing and how 
great of an interview we had with Coach Gary Hicks. And we're now joined by Coronado skipper Gary Hicks. And, and Coach Hicks, it's it's obviously been a, a great District 4-5A start for you guys. 4-0, including Tuesday night's win against Lubbock Cooper, which was one in the top of the seventh inning. Can you just talk about the uh, the attitude of this team and, and why it keep keeps doing what it's doing late in games and, and keeps on surviving and keeps on building on its lead in the district? Well, well you know, you're right. It has been a great uh, start to the season and uh, district season. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the the schedule that we played uh, in, in the non-district, it was, it was not an easy schedule at all. We knew going in, it was going to be tough and we're not, you know, we're not a, a tournament type team. And so we would pick, choose which games we really needed to get after and who we wanted to play well against. And, you know, hopefully uh, those, uh, those, those got us to where we need to be right now. You know, our, our, our biggest deal right now, one of the reasons we're having such a, a success is, you know, we, we started, uh, you know, it's kind of a little motto, Hey, winning all the little battles, each half inning is, is a battle. And we want to win each half inning. If you win a lot of those half innings, whether it be on offense or be, be on defense, before long, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're winning the ball game, you know, and that's really the, the attitude the kids have taken in. And it's, uh, boy, it's, it's, it's grown on them. Uh, they're starting to show a, a lot of confidence. They're playing with a lot of, uh, a lot of confidence and, uh, and they're having fun. And that's, uh, that's really what it comes down to more than anything else. And, you know, I told them before, you know, I believe in them and now then they're starting to believe in themselves and, once you do that, there's uh, there's a lot of things that you can accomplish. Looking at the district slate, Coach, you guys have been able to shut out two teams. Uh, talk about the defense and some of the things that they bring uh, to the team for you guys. Well, you know, it all starts on the mound, and uh, really, what you got to have is you got to have people that uh, that can throw strikes and, and and pound the zone. And and I feel really really good about the guys that we've uh, been throwing out there, Joe. Joseph Randall has been uh, unbelievable in, in district play. I think right now he has a .84 ERA, and uh, you know it's it's one of those deals where he goes out and he just he he he's not worried to pitch the contact, and because he knows that the guys behind him are going to make plays. And I know you know we talk about it all the time. You know it's it's not going to be a perfect ball game. There's going to be things that go wrong. The thing that we've got to understand is you know we got to limit the number of outs we give a team. You know and you know they get three in a, an inning, and it needs to be three in an inning. Every time we make a mistake, you know now then they got a fourth out or a fifth out and the minute you start getting into those situations you're allowing other people to have success and so we keep trying to go back and and do the things that we can do not what other people can do but what we can do and what we do well and that is uh you know just play with a lot of confidence and 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 you know live on the edge you know play on play on the play on the edge of the cliff you know don't be comfortable play on the edge and and when you're playing on the edge then uh, you do a lot of good things Coach, I just kind of wanted to go back to, to what you're talking about, not being a tournament team. You guys participated in a, in a lot of tournaments. Are you, are you just saying that um, the, 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 the pitching depth uh, isn't there to go, you know, five, five games in, in three days? Is, is that why it was kind of just an, an up and down portion of your season? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of times that, uh, you're, you're, you know, we're, you know, this is the first time I've ever had a team where, you know, uh, my pitching staff is not just, uh, uh, you know, pitchers only they're not po's they're 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 players you know they're the position players and so there's a lot of times we we may have there may be six pitchers that are playing in the field and i have nobody on on the on the bench to get loose and so all of a sudden it's a matter of okay you've got to finish this you've got to do this you know now you're putting kids in situations where you got to find a way to get out of this you know and, and you look around you know i've never done that before usually i always had two or three you know, pitchers over on in in the dugout with us, ready to get loose, and it just in that way. And so, as as a tournament team, you know, you're you're not able to do some things that you normally do 
in a district setting, you know, where it's one game on Tuesday and one game on Friday, where you have everybody and you can sit the right people and move people around to, to give yourself a, a, an advantage in that way. And so, you know, really what it comes down to, and I'm talking about not being a tournament team, that's it. We just didn't have the pitching depth that a lot of teams have. You know, Coach, kind of looking at the district slate again, you guys have, I believe it's 30 runs through four games. What is it about the offense that's made it so successful? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the the people that we've seen early in the year. We've seen a lot of top quality pitchers. I mean, we really have. And it's, uh, you know, the kids competed hard against those guys. It's just, you know, it's not – it's not something that you have a whole lot of success with, you know, and we were being limited to, you know, three or four runs early in the year, maybe even, you know, one or two in situations like, you know, the opening game against Emerald Heights, one to nothing ball game, in seven innings. So, you know, those are the kinds of things that uh, you, 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 you wish you weren't in that situation, but I think it makes you better in this situation because now then, you know, you're seeing pitchers you know with a little bit more rest in between games you know it's not a you know it's not a double header each day on a thursday or a friday and a one game on a saturday you know it's 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 one game on a tuesday and then it's you know it's two days rest or three days rest and then you get to play on a friday and then it's two days rest again you know so you're you're coming in fresh and 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 i think that just you know helps the mental aspect of hitting and 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 being offensive minded and i think that's uh, really where we've been and then we just kind of wanted to talk about your lineup. I mean, uh, Tuesday night alone, Sawyer Robertson gets the uh, game-winning RBI. <laughs> Luke Pfeiffer had a good night. J- Jacob Richardson. Uh, I mean, it, it seems like a, a, a really solid lineup top to bottom. Can you just talk about them and, and what they do for you on the offensive side of things? Well, you know, it's really funny because, you know, I was really taking a really good look at that today. And, 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 and one through nine has, you know, all year long we've always laughed about, you know, when we made up a lineup and we put it in the dugout, we put nines by everybody in the, in the lineup because it seems like if you hit in the nine hole, you had a great day. You know, it was those guys were the guys that were getting, you know, multiple hits. And so we just put nines by everybody thinking, okay, you're, you're a nine hole hitter. Let's go. Well, right now, the bottom of our lineup, if you go from the, the four, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, that, that bunch right there has really taken hold and taken shape and they have really, put the ball in play and, and, and set the table for the top of the order. And, uh, you know, that, that anytime the bottom of the order is, you're able to do that, you're going to have some success. And that's, that's really where we're, we're at right now. You know, I know Sawyer comes in and, you know, he was just a freshman, you know, a kid who's let, he's going to let her on, you know, three varsity teams this year in high school, but he has really come in and just relaxed and given us a person. He's fitting a two hole real, real well for us. I mean, he just he just stepped in and immediately saw the ball, hit it, let's go. Well, now then we can move some people around and get back to him. You know, we can set the table with the lower half of the order, and you know, to give those guys like like Sawyer, like uh, Zach Swindell, you know, like Jacob Richardson, opportunities to drive them in, and and it's it just worked out well for us. I mean, it's it, it's almost like the the puzzle has been put together now. Uh, early in the year, we were we were experimenting around with everybody in certain areas, just trying to find the right mix, the right chemistry, and it just seems like right now everything has come together. The puzzle fits, and that's uh, it's always good. It's always, I mean, for a coach, that just makes you happy, you know, because now then you don't have to worry about messing with a lineup. It's already set, and that's uh, uh, that's a good thing for us. And then last question: You've got the district lead as um, four five eight. 
about turns to its series segment where you, where you play the same team on a on a Tuesday and Friday. What, what are some of the things that this team needs to do to stay ahead of the pack the rest of the way, especially when you start seeing these opponents back to back? Well, you know, the biggest thing is you just got to you, you got to understand it's one game at a time. You know, and again, it goes back to winning those little battles. You know, you, you, you can't win the war unless you win the little battles. And, and, and you can't think about Friday's game before you play Tuesday's game. And so you better be ready and you better be prepared each and every day. And, and you know, when we see somebody on a Tuesday, it needs to be our best effort no matter what. Don't think about, well, we also have them on Saturday. I mean, on Friday, no big deal here. We're okay. No, it needs to be this is your best effort. You go out and win game one, you know, in the week, just like it will be in, in, in you know, uh, playoff time. You need to win game one because winning game one makes it easier for game two. You know, you're, you're not playing tight. You're not playing, you know, uh, against the wall. You know, you're you're relaxed. You're loose, and and it gives you an opportunity to 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 really play the game and feel the game. And I I just think that uh, you know, for us, we just need to continue to do what we've done right now. And I know that's easy to say, but we just got to go out and think of it as one game, one inning, one pitch at a time. And uh, um, I'm hoping that those kids will, will, will do that. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that, uh, you know, we're, we're able to, to get into a situation where everybody else is trying to catch us and maybe they start knocking each other off and, you know, splitting a series and things like that and putting some distance between us and them. That's Coronado head baseball coach Gary Hicks. Coach, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, really nice talking with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, now moving on to soccer. Uh, two district championships were decided, both in, in 4-5A, really. That's that's the only active league for South Plains schools, with exception to Friendship, which plays in 2-6A. Um, Coronado gets a 4-0 win against Lovett Cooper to win a district championship and a first seed out of the state out into the state playoffs. And then on the boys' side, this was a big game because this was almost a true district championship game. Monterey beats Abilene Cooper 2-1, and that was important because... Monterey had no losses in regulation to uh, teams from its district, but it had lost in penalty kicks to Lovett Cooper. So either way, they would have won a majority share of the district, no matter what happened in the Evelyn Cooper game. But Evelyn Cooper could have won that game and taken a minority share. And I know it was big for the Plainsmen just to finish the season and, and be undisputed district champions. Um, Zaron Gonzalez and Jaden Johns did the damage for the Plainsmen in this game. You know, I was talking with uh, their coach earlier today, and those are both underclassmen, both freshmen. So <laughs> that kind of spells some good things for Monterey moving forward. But obviously you want to think about this season. And we actually have an interview with one of their players, their goalie, uh, a little Q&A up on LubbockOnline.com if you want to check that out. He'll, just, he'll talk a little bit about – uh, winning the district title and the team chemistry and just just kind of the season for Monterey this far. Going back to the Coronado girls versus uh, Lubbock Cooper, here's another name we've been hearing a lot in the office, and that's Megan Bigon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Seems like she's scoring in, in every single game, and uh, not the only one in this one because uh, Lexi De La Cruz, Nikki Covington, and Heaven Rosette also got goals for Coronado, which finished the regular season with a 19-6-1 overall record and a 9-1 record in the league. Once again, going to be the first seed in the uh, in the postseason. And the UIL soccer playoffs will get underway Monday with the option to play by district round games on Tuesday. And, and we'll, we'll just 
roll through that thing. We'll have uh, by district and then area Thursday, Friday, turnaround Monday, Tuesday series, uh, Thursday, Friday series, and, and work all the way to the regional tournament. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoy late round soccer playoffs. I really do, and I think we're going to get a lot of that considering how well these teams did in their respective districts and uh, also with friendship. Friendship uh, got another win last night too, and they they made school history last year, and I can see them in that same spot this year. And that's going to do it for us. We really appreciate your time. Hope we were able to inform you a little bit on high school on the South Plains, and we look forward to talking to you again next week.